Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. This is Tara from all the way up north in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. If you run, you are our friends, and we're so glad you're here. Tara, great job. Great intro. Thank you for sending that to us. We appreciate it. Don't forget, my friends, you can do that too. Hit the Join the Conversation link and leave us a recording of your intro to the Rise and Run podcast. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to episode 53. I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with, oh, we got a full house tonight. I'm here with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With John. Hey, how you doing? With Alicia. Hello. With Jack. Hi. With Lexi. Hello. And with Allie. Hi, friends. And we have two special special guests with us this evening making their return to the rise and run podcast our council of costumes tonight we have with us pamela hello and Kristen. hey y'all yeah welcome we're so glad to have you here it's a lot of fun uh last time we had pamela and cindy with us cindy we invited she couldn't make it tonight her father is has to have some surgery we hope all that goes well and the next time we have the council with us we hope we'll have Cindy back. So this will be a fun episode. We've got a really nice race report spotlight. Rob and Emily ran Chicago last week. And we're starting a series called Podcasts We Listen To. Tonight, we talk to our friends, Disney with the Ducks. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. My friends, let's take a look. What have we got going on? We are now at this point, we are a mere three weeks to Wine and Dine Weekend and the resumption of the Run Disney year. If you're, yeah, you got it. If you are, I, I, I feel, I feel a little touch of envy for the first timers because it's so exciting. Of course, those of us who have been here before, we kind of know what's going on. We're excited too, I promise. But there's nothing like the first time you've been down there. So uh, so that's three weeks away. And now I just looked, Marathon Weekend is 82 days. The 5K is 82 days from the day this podcast releases. So 13 weeks. Oh, geez. Yeah, we're getting there. And I have a very different responses to each one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I kind of understand the uh, the numbers. Let's take a look at the numbers on training. If you're doing wine and dine, you've got four with the Magic Mile this week. We've talked Magic Mile before. My recommendation would be run one mile. Very easy. Run your first mile nice and easy. Slowly take it easy. Then run your magic mile as your second mile. And remember, the objective of the magic mile is to run just about as fast as you can. Jeff's only rule is no puking. We, we all observe the no pu puking rule. I think it's a very good rule. 
Um, but you shouldn't feel when you finish, you should feel like you could probably only maintain that pace for another hundred or 200 yards at the most. So one mile easy, one magic mile, and then finish it up with two miles at a comfortable pace. You'll actually be surprised on those last two miles, even though you'll be pretty beat after the magic mile, your legs will come back to you pretty quickly. And I think you'll find that that works out pretty well. If you're doing the challenges, one of the challenges at marathon weekend, the numbers are starting to get big, my friends. You've got to double up seven and 17. So take those easy. Remember the objective is to finish those, to put the time on your feet and to finish them at long run pace. There is no speed limit. Well, there is no minimum speed. There's no, uh, you just take as long as you need to on those, just get them in. Remember, remember how we said that the summer heat training in the summer heat and humidity would lead to fall PRs. Well, a lot of our friends in the race report are reporting, Hey, I got a PR all that running when the humidity was real high. And now I get out and the temps are in the fifties and the dew points are down in the forties and I feel like a new person. And so a lot of PRs are falling. Now what we're telling you is that the long training and it gets longer, the long training that's coming up is the key to a happy race day weekend. You can knock out these numbers, do the best you can, get them in, walk if you have to, but get those long weekend runs in and it's going to lead to a fun time on the weekend. Okay, gang, uh, anybody want to add anything about the training they've done this week? I'll go. Um, I knew you would. <laughs> uh, I ran a marathon last weekend. <laughs> that's not training. That's running a marathon. Well, it was training because no, that, was my, that was my 26-mile run. I, I actually I messaged Coach Twiggs about two weeks ago, and I was like, hey, so if I did 26.2 instead of 26, would that mess up my training at all? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good um, for you. And so I was looking around the United States for a run that happened the weekend that I was scheduled for 26, and it just happened to be in Cleveland, Ohio. So I flew up on Friday, raced on Saturday, and flew back Sunday morning. Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, just and it was so funny going to work today, and everybody's like, yeah, "How was your yeah. weekend?" Oh, yeah. I ran a marathon in Ohio. <laughs> oh wow, that's great. That's great. Um, but I I will say, uh, it, it was not all sunshine and rainbows. I did hit a wall at about mile eighteen. Um, at eighteen and a half, I kept text Coach Twigs and I called Jack. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh. Yeah, it was it wasn't a fueling thing. It wasn't uh my body was hurting or anything like that. It was just a mental I don't want to do this right now. Mm -hmm. I just my brain's not here. I'm tired of doing this. I don't I'm not enjoying myself. Um and so thankfully Jack was there to talk me through all of the um the different thoughts processes that my brain was going through and tell me when I was being a little stupid and <laughs> I didn't use those words that, that was no you. <laughs> you did um, I'm so proud of you thank you but, but you did it 
yeah. So, um, I just kept moving and that's kind of been my mantra as I've gone through marathons and long runs is just one step in front of the other. And Jack actually reminded me of that while we were talking on the phone. She's like, that's your mantra. I'm like, you're right. That's my mantra. Um, and then I got to about mile 22. Um, and then Twigs called me and he was like, you know, what, how are you doing? Where are you, where are you at? And I'm like, well, I made it 22. He said, good. You kept going. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, uh, so we talked for a little bit more and he's, and, um, it, it was by the time I got to the finish line, I had just walked the last four miles, which uh-huh. in, in a training run, which is, what yeah, that's was. okay. Right. That's okay. Um, and I started crying as soon as I turned around the corner to see the finish line, because technically that's my first marathon finish line that mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, y'all know what happened in Berlin and then the other marathon I did was virtual. Yeah. If I um, had the, uh, if I had the episode number in front of me, I would direct listeners to, uh, I can't remember the title, but there is the Berlin marathon. Uh, yeah, I think it's the story there. I think it's episode it's, two. It's early on. All right. It mm-hmm. may be early. It may be episode two. It's yeah. two and or then three. We, we also have um, our passport to run video of the recording of the marathon too. Um, so yeah, it was my first official marathon finish, and it evoked all of the emotions. Um, and I um, and then I had a really cool story when I got back to the hotel. I had my race bib on, and I still had I was wearing my medal. And I got into the elevator, and there was a lady and her husband, and she's like oh my gosh, you're a runner. I was like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, what did you just run? And I told her I just finished a marathon. She's like, that is so amazing. Um, I, I think you are awesome. What was your time? And I was like, oh, slow. (laughs) And I kind of laughed it off and she said, no, that's not what I asked you. I said, what was your time? (laughs) And so I told her and she said, that is so awesome. I am so proud of you. And um, then as her and her husband got off on their floor, I heard her say, can you can you believe it? We had a runner of all people on our elevator. That's neat. That that has to make you feel good. huh? Yeah. And it just it really meant a lot to me because I know it was slow by the standard that I have in my head of what, you know, I want it to be. Yeah. And it, it, it was a reminder that, you know, don't judge yourself. And, you know, uh, I guess celebrate the accomplishment that you have in front of you without, you know, throwing the negative on you. So Right. Plus, as you said, it was a catered training run. Yeah. So actually speaking of a catered training run, Lexi, I, you know, I wanted to know what was your thought process like? Because, yes, it is a race. But again, you signed up for it as a catered training run. And I know I'm going to be doing the exact same thing in early December as part of the last dopey simulation weekend. So did it feel like it, did it take some pressure off of you mentally or, or did that like thought of doubt and like, Oh, am I going to get this? You know, did did that still weigh on you during the race? I'm I'm just curious to know. I don't feel like that was a thought process that I, that I went through. Um, I think in my head before the race, I made it okay for me to do less than 26. Um, and that was more of my issue that I had. 
because I had made it okay in my brain. Oh, if I don't do the whole thing, then I'm fine with just pulling out early because uh, it's just a training run. And I don't feel like I should have done that. Right. I, I get what you're saying. That makes it, I think it makes it mentally more difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. So if you really want to find out about the Berlin Marathon, you have to go all the way back to episode one, the collector's edition, to listen to about Jack and Lexi talk really? about, uh, yeah, almost, <laughs> almost a year ago, Bob, almost a year wow. ago. Yeah. Wow. It will be a year ago. All right. Good stuff. You know, uh, Lexi, in your, in your conversation there, you mentioned something that I've read from other folks on our Facebook group who have finished their first marathon and they're kind of surprised by the emotions involved in a first marathon. I, I still remember mine was back in 1998 and I, I'm not a very emotional guy, but I remember, and I'm not talking about the emotions of finishing. Yay. I did it. I'm talking about the emotions that you go through during the course, like, I know I've worked for this, but am I going to be able to finish it? And the people, it, anybody else want to, I think it's remarkable, the emotions of your first marathon. And if you're out there getting ready for your first one, be prepared to be surprised. I think, uh, what do you guys think? You've all done one now. What are your comments on that? So I think emotionally, I was surprised at how unemotional I was crossing that finish line in 2020 at Disney. Um, if y'all ran it, you know how hot it was, <laughs> like uh -huh. burning the soles of your shoes warm. And I think at that point I had expended so much emotion to get to that straightaway that when I came through and crossed, it was just like a, <sighs> okay, Relief, I'm done. Huh? Like that, I got emotional about it later on in the day, but in that very moment, it was just like this, get me somewhere cool and cooled off and something like some water or whatever. Um, the, the gravity of the accomplishment that I had just done didn't really hit me until hours later when I was in Epcot having dinner with my friends. And then we met my parents later on. And I remember sitting at the table at Garden Grill and Mickey came up and I showed him my medal and he acted so surprised. And y'all, I lost it in the middle of Garden Grill. I got so emotional <laughs> with Farmer Mickey, you know. Um, so I was more surprised that I wasn't hysterical going over that finish line. So... I mean, and if you are, that's great. I just, I wasn't, and I'm, I'm somewhat of an emotional person. So that really, that surprised me. Yeah. I'm typically not either. I agree with you a hundred percent, Bob, about how you have the range of emotions and some of the things that I thought I would be ready for, I definitely wasn't ready for. And some of those things are like, if I had a little pain in my ankle or something, it, I was blowing it out of proportion into this huge disaster. Whereas like now after my second marathon, I'm like, that'll pass in like five minutes. Or if my stomach started to hurt a little bit from like eating a goo, I was like, oh God, is this the end? And now like, I'm just like, I just got to wait for the stomach to cramp to go away. I just got to keep plugging along. It'll eventually go away. <laughs> you got a lot of time on the course, girl. You can, <laughs> you, yeah, you'll work sure. this through. <laughs> but um, 
like I also think it's really important to allow yourself to take some time and look up and look around and feel the proud emotions and remind yourself, which I know we've said before on the podcast, that this is your victory lap for all the hard work yeah. that you put in. Yeah. So definitely take some time to take those mental pictures and feel the emotions when you're going down Main Street or when you're, oh, you yeah. know, whatever, yeah. when you're passing the big part of whatever race that you're racing in, whatever that monument is or the the thing it's known for. Take some take some time to to feel those emotions because they will come if you let them. But if you <laughs> stare down at your feet the whole time, then that's what your memories will be too. Yeah, I think you can say in general there's emotion with first time marathons, but now Main Street that's something different altogether. Right. Yeah, I remember my first one. Lexi thought I was crazy for signing up because she's like, "There's not enough time to train for a marathon." Did I train the amount of miles I probably should have? No, but I no. got to 18. I got to 18, which I thought was pretty solid. And honestly, yeah, it is. The, the thing about, especially with the Disney marathon as my first marathon, I just remember going in and being like, I was dressed up as Esmeralda. I, when people got what I was, I it was so awesome. I like freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I had such a magical time because I didn't really know what to expect. It was my first marathon. Yeah. And I met so many characters. I would literally be like, oh my gosh, I'm at the halfway point and I still have half a race to see what characters are ahead of me. Oh my God. So I remember I sprinted to certain areas. Anytime I saw there was like potentially a line or potentially a character spot, I'll go even faster so I can get in line first. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know. I remember and I with Allie saying, not looking at your feet, I don't even think I looked at my feet once. I was so in awe of everything going around. I just remember that just amazement and finishing that line. I I think I cried as I was crossing it. And then I was like, oh, I did it. <laughs> um, I did limp afterwards, but you know, it was so worth it. And obviously I do, I do marathons all the time now just because of that race was so amazing. And it got me addicted. I love that story. Yeah, I think um, I think every marathon is hard, <laughs> and especially your first. And and sometimes your first marathon isn't going to go as planned. I mean, I I did Marine Corps marathon, and I got to the bridge where they said if you don't make it through this gauntlet, you're going to have to get on the bus, or you could cross here and finish the race, but you won't be an official finisher because you're cutting like a mile, mile and a half off. And I was worried about timing. And so, so I didn't, so even though I did, you know, probably 24 point whatever miles for Marine Corps, it wasn't a full marathon. So my redemption first, you know, marathon was Fargo. Cause I thought, I'm just going to go to Fargo. I'm just going to go run, you know, uh, up there. And um, when I saw the Fargo dome, I got so verklempt because I was like, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. I made it no, I get it. you know, I mean, it took me a long time and I didn't see people for a long time because I was out there by myself, which often happens to me as a back of the packer. Like, is the race still happening? <laughs> <laughs> but I saw the Fargo Dome and I'm like, I can't start crying now. I still have like another half mile to get there. And I got into the dome and they were still there to cheer me in and I was thrilled and I, I cried and, you know, and then there was, you know, a couple of women still there and we hugged and like people who do marathons with you are special people. Even, I mean, yeah, 
you don't have, I mean, strangers are your best friends because you've been through something that only 1% of the world ever does. So, um, so that is great. And I will tell you, you know, every marathon since then have, I mean, some have gone great and some have gone not so great as of yesterday or Sunday. So you can still have all the gamut of emotions every time you do it, whether it's the first or your last. I think marathons are for sure a different beast. I agree with that. I agree with that. I just wanted to um, go off of the sentiments of what a lot of people have said, especially Ali. She had talked about the emotions that um, be ready for them throughout the marathon. I was not really prepared for that. My first one, I went from happy to crying because I was doing my first marathon to happy again, to crying because I was in pain, to texting my mom saying, I hate this. I'm never going to run again to Mm -hmm. finishing the marathon. And an hour later saying, I want to do dopey. So just be prepared (laughs) that anything can happen and that's okay. Just it's part of the experience. And like Ali said, just take in everything that's happening around you and every step that you're taking, because not everybody gets to do that marathon. And it's super special to be a person that can do that. Well, well said. So the one thing that I'm very curious about now, Grant, I know we've been talking about the emotions of the first marathon. If it's okay, I'd like to move the conversation to the idea of, you know, after the first marathon as well, because I'm, very interested to see what my emotions are going to be like in January for Dopey because, you know, I've shared my story about being a blubbering mess, you know, seeing the finish line, seeing my wife and my daughter, having a quick conversation with Jeff Galloway, six steps, you know, before the finish line and then blubbering again when they're putting the medal around my neck. And I've thought about, and, and this kind of harkens back to a little bit of Kristen, what you were saying before about almost not having the motion. I don't know. And I'm very curious to see what it's going to be like the second time around, you know, is that emotion still going to be there? And, and is that normal? And, and is that okay? And, and I think I have an idea, but, but I, I'm really, really, you know, curious to see how it will be is I'll, I'll, I'll give a, a quick example here. Just over the course of the last two nights, I was watching Arno's video uh, from the London Marathon. And then last night, I was watching our guest from last week, Peter Brookhart. I was watching his Chicago Marathon video. And just watching the YouTube video, I was getting a little bit emotional. So, you know, so there is like the idea of, okay, maybe even though this is going to be the second one, I will still have that emotion. Maybe I might not be as blubbering as much, you know, for the second one, but I think it will always still always be there, but I'm just very, very interested to see what it's going to be like, you know, the second time around and the third time around and, you know, how many ever dopies we, you know, or marathons we ever do. One of the things that I noticed more leading up to this marathon, um, than I had, I guess, realized before, um, was the feeling of imposter syndrome. Um, and part of that was just the way that Berlin ended and, you know, not getting an official finish. Um, but I think that was more of my struggle on the second one of like, can I really do this? Because I didn't do it the first time. (laughs) Um, and, you know, talking myself out of it. And I think that made me more proud when it was over I'm like, no, wait, like, 
Lexi, of course you're a marathoner because you've done this three times now. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Um, and you know, it kind of, especially over the last couple of days of recovering and thinking about, you know, training again, cause New York's coming up. Um, I've been through a roller coaster of emotions, um, between not wanting to do it, but also, I mean, this morning I woke up and I kind of had a fire under my butt of like, no, wait, like, <laughs> yeah, not I can't. Yeah, I'm I... gonna... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, not literally. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, but just like, um, no, I want, I, I like doing this. I like the feeling after the suck. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, you go. Better um, embrace the suck. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't see myself not having emotion whenever no. I get done with an, a marathon or dopey or, or anything like that. Oh, you so will. I'm, you will. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be really good. I'm excited. I'll talk, I'll talk about that in a second, but Kristen, you go first. I just, I wanted to say that, you know, agreeing with Greg, I'm so, so curious to see what the second one is going to feel like. Um, because I can go back and watch my own video of crossing the finish line and having Riley hug me and literally announce me through the finish line. Um, and I will to this day still tear up and cry at that video. But in the moment I was like jazzed about, I'm, I'm like 10 yards from being done, <laughs> you know? So I wonder, I'm, I'm anxious to see how that plays into the second finish line, second marathon finish line um, in January, because will it be, will I be so in the moment that I forget what the first one was like, or will I remember that first one and will that cause me to be emotional for the second one? So it's just, you know, ask me on Monday morning after. <laughs> ask you on Monday, yeah. <laughs> I do understand what you're saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap this up here. Um, I've done, what, six, I think? I was surprised the first time the emotions did not go away in two through six, but now I expected them. Okay. I kind of knew what to expect. Now, having said that, if you see me on Sunday in world showcase and I'm talking out loud to myself, that's me trying to keep from choking up and getting emotional. <laughs> so yeah, um, my, my message to your first timers, don't be surprised. Your emotions are going to mess with you. Those who have done it multiple times know that you can kind of keep it under control, but they don't go away. It's a big event and it, it kind of, I don't want to say messes with you, but in a way it does. Okay. Thanks guys. That was great. Let's move on. Disney gave us some podcast material this week. They showed us the medals for princess weekend gang. What'd you think? Woo. Woo yeah. indeed. That's enough. Let's move on. <laughs> I really like them. I I like all of them. I'm not super super fond of the um the challenge medal cuz I don't understand how it works, but the Moana medal looks like a spinner and it looks really cool. I love the Moana one, but people have pointed out that her ears are I think they're supposed to be her ears are a little wonky, but otherwise I absolutely love it. And it looks like <laughs> there's some extra friends there. So that's cool. Yeah. What did, what distance is the Moana medal? The half marathon. Cool. I get one of those. Cool. What in the Yoda did they do to Moana on that medal? <laughs> 
somebody pointed out that thing. her ears like look like like Yoda ears on anyway. Um, no, I really I love the nod. It's true. I love the nod to Mary Blair with all of the artwork and whatnot. Um, as a huge yeah. fan of Small World and her work in that attraction and design, um, just absolutely love love the Mary Blair nod. I actually which is shocking because Cinderella is my favorite character. I think the bell, the 10K is my favorite because if you noticed behind that like pane of glass that has like 10K on it, Beast is behind that piece of glass on that metal. Oh, cool. So not only do you get Bell, Lumiere, Cogsworth, Mrs. Potts, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury, who passed away today, um, and uh, Chip, you get Beast on it as well. So... Um, it's really, it's really pretty. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that Cinderella medal, she's attached somehow to that clock hand and it looks like that clock hand will move. So maybe as the hand moves, she'll pivot and swivel and it'll look like she's running. That's my hope, but we'll find out for sure here in a few weeks at Wine and Dine. Yeah, I'm definitely going back and I'm looking closer at all of these medals. <laughs> I will say I love Moana and I'm so beyond excited to get the Moana medal. I do think it's cool. I do think her ears are a little weird, but overall a really, really awesome medal. But man, that 5K. It's so good. Oh, That's I my want favorite. that medal. Yeah. I want that medal. If I could register now, I would just for the medal. It's amazing. Like, it's so well done. It's beautiful. And I didn't even notice that that was like little stained glass for the Tenge. Yeah. The little Abu on there yeah. is like such the perfect little touch. I know. Yeah. It's so great. Oh, I, I am actually really happy. The only medal I'm kind of eh about would be the challenge medal. I don't know why. I just don't feel like there's a whole lot going on. I think I like the clock thing. I think that's cool. But, I'm hoping yeah. that it wows us with whatever it does, if it does something. Like Kristen was saying, there seems to be something that's, that we're not seeing. And I'm kind of excited to find out what that is and to, to eat my words. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll make the comment I make every time they drop medals. They, the photos typically don't do them justice. They almost always look better in person. We should probably hopefully see them uh, in three weeks. Yeah, the expo. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're right. We'll see him at the Wine and Dine Expo. That's right. Good point. Good point. So if I can summarize for the gang here, the gang plus the Council of Costumes, it's a general thumbs up on the medals for Princess Weekend. That sounds great. Okay, moving on. Our buddy Chad dropped a question for us this week. Hey, Bob and gang. This is Chad. Thank you for the uh, extra long episode. I appreciate it at the end. Just curious, um, does anyone know how long all of your episodes are combined that will be available on Spotify starting December 28th? One reason I'm asking is you broke two hours. If you can go longer, I got a six-day race coming up. So do the math. You need lots of hours of you guys carrying me around a mile course. But again, great episode. Really appreciate it. Made me think of some things. That I need to do when I get back home. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Chad, I went back, added them all up. The answer to your question, not counting this episode now, 
61 hours and 12 minutes of Rise and Run podcast. So Chad does insanely long ultra runs. I was going to say, is that enough to cover across the years when he does it again? No. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Almost. I, I had an idea, Greg. I, we give him all our raw audio to listen to. That should cover. No, we, that, well, I don't quite cover him. It'd help a little bit. It would be, and it'd be entertaining too. Uh, we'll have to think about that, Chad. Chad, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for your question. We appreciate it. Now let's get down to what we came here for this evening. We invited Pamela and Kristen as our council of costumes because we've got some runs coming up, boys and girls. And if you want to do it right, and I typically am not, I've got a plan this year for the marathon, but I typically am not a costume guy. But we want to hear about the costumes. We want to hear about some thoughts, some ideas, how to do it, what to do. Let me start with this. Ladies, what are you running as for Wine and Dine? Pamela, you want to start? Sure. So um, I adore the theme for the 5K for Wine and Dine. It's cocoa. It's going to be, I think, the most colorful a race to photograph. I can't wait to see what everybody has come up with, with Shergo skulls and all the colors. And oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. I'm in a group costume with some friends and we had one person make us the skirt and one person make us the tank. And then another friend made this the sash. So we're just going to be super colorful. I don't know what you'd call us, just colorful uh, skeletons. Ah. <laughs> it's just going to be really, really cute. And then the um, the 10K, I saw this gorgeous costume from, uh, I think it's called the Tutu Factory. And uh, it's got fur, and I'm going to look like Sisu, the dragon from Oh, that's Raya. awesome. And I, I bought a wig that's going to be very long, and it's, you know, pale blue and purple, and it's got this big tutu. It's just going to be, it's going to be a big fluffy fat fanciness i love it <laughs> and then the half marathon you know the theme is music and i instead of doing soul or anything associated with the actual theme i'm going old school high school musical cheerleader oh. <laughs> okay I, I am going to watch some youtube videos and i'm going to learn the dance routine so then I can... i'll teach it okay I'll teach it to you. I got you. Okay. You're gonna knock it out, knock it but out every mile, or comes. So I'll have something in both hands this time. I've never run. I've run with one thing in a hand, but now I'm gonna be running with two things in my hands. We'll see how that goes. Pom pom and parasol. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Kristen, what's on deck for you? Oh well, um, to to go to what Pamela was saying, running with two things in your hand. I ran princess. Uh, this past year in a princess cheerleader group. So I carried pom-poms for 13.1 miles plus my camera. So it can be done. I promise. Oh and and it was fun to use them like to cheer other people on. So that's neat. Did you practice with them beforehand? No, I broke my own rule of nothing new on race day. <laughs> So I did, however, I will suggest this. If you're doing that, make sure that you have like uh, 
uh, elastic or something tied to it so you can slip it on your wrist um, and run with it that way too um, because that helped a lot especially when you're coming through those aid stations and you need to free up a hand to grab water you want to have your hands free yeah that's that's a great idea yeah so so there's a there's an experience tip for you but my costumes for um, the 5k I'm in a cocoa group and I'm actually running as Miguel's guitar. So um, I, was, I was actually at my oh, friend's really? house working on Ooh. that costume before uh, we filmed this. In fact, I was sitting in Austin traffic, hoping I would make it back here to, <laughs> to record. So all kinds of flashy and iridescent. And um, it's going to be really, that's just part of it, but it's going to be really fun. Um, the 10K, I really, just like y'all talked about last time, I really struggled with the theme of that because my first thought when I heard it was Raya was there's music in that movie. Like I had no idea. It wasn't, it's not my favorite. Um, so I didn't really know what to do for, for that one. So I'm going off theme and I am part of a Mary Poppins group, um, Jolly Holiday. So uh, there's Mary Poppins, me, we have a Bert. Uh, two or three penguins and I believe a carousel horse. So um, that's, that one's going to be, that one's going to be fun. Um, and then the half marathon. I love this group idea. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. It's going to be really, it's going to be, I'm really excited about that one. Um, and then the half marathon I'm doing a uh, vacation genie from the end of Aladdin. So complete with goofy hat and you know that the shirt with the print on the hawaiian print and i had a custom skirt done um, that matches it all so um i'm yeah it's gonna be good i'm excited so i want to say one thing about running with the pom-poms i'm just now realizing i think i'm gonna need to put body glide all over my hands because i'm guessing that it will chafe because of the you know because my hands will be in the middle of it so that's something to think about too. So, so Krista, I know you said that you're struggling with the 10 K and I have seen on Facebook and I've seen on Instagram, a lot of people are struggling, you know, because, you know, Raya came out, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, I mean, sure. It was a, a critical hit, but you know, maybe not a box office one similar to Encanto that, you know, everyone is obsessed with. Uh, I know in this household, we are big Raya fans, even though, and hopefully my daughter doesn't hear this. I'm not going to dress up as anything like Raya for the 10K. Um, I'll tell her. But Okay, thanks, Bob. Um, but what I'm curious to know is, even though, you know, obviously, Pamela, you're dressing up as Sisu. Kristen, you're going in a different direction. As our council of costumes, can you offer any inspirational ideas to our listeners for people who might want to match the theme of Raya and the last dragon for the one and dine 10 K. Yeah. I think, you know, to, to go back to what, you know, Pamela and um, y'all talked about the last council of costumes, really latching on to that color scheme um, that Raya has beautiful colors in it. It's that sea foam. It's that lilac. It's silver. Um, finding something in there and going with a color scheme is is a smart idea because you know a lot of times when i pick costumes it's because i personally have latched onto something that i see 
you know, in myself of that character. And I didn't, I don't have that for Raya. I have no connection to that movie whatsoever. Um, in fact, don't tell your daughter, but I'll, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through once. I keep falling asleep. <laughs> it's not for lack of trying. It's really not. Uh, it's just not, it's just not my, not my movie. Um, but I think That's finding okay. an, an element in it is of, of, you know, the theme or whatnot and, and trying to go in that direction um, is, is a way to incorporate, um, to incorporate the theme. And if you're like me and you can't think of anything, it's, there are no written rules to this. You can go off theme, which hello, Raya and Mary Poppins can be no closer to related than anything else. So, um, you know, it's, it's do, do what you're comfortable, um, running in and what you feel like you can execute in a way that you will be proud of looking back at the pictures and going back to what someone said earlier about how, um, I think it was Jack when she said that somebody recognized she was Esmeralda and how that pushed her to keep going. I mean, the same is true. I think for the 10 K we're all expecting to see versions of something from Raya. And then you're going to have these pockets of people who aren't doing that. And that'll be nice. That'll be nice and refreshing to have, um, something else to, to look at for lack of a better you know, way to say it on the course. And I think there, again, going back to the colors, there are many dragons in the family of dragons that I think mm-hmm. that could be a really fun group costume. Um, there's so many fun characters in the movie, like baby. I don't know. Like, I, I think there's, I think there's a lot you could do with it. You could. And again, I'm totally on board with doing whatever you want to do. Dress, Dress right. up like Minnie Mouse. Who cares? <laughs> sure. Oh, sure. Of course. Well, and it's interesting because when I went on Kawhi and Pizza Apparel, because that's usually where I get my shirts from and everything like that, I, you know, I was searching and they actually have a Sisu shirt and they have a Tuk Tuk shirt. So I thought, okay, that's really cool. And I, and, you know, appreciated that inclusivity. But the only thing is when you looked at the shirt, though, and it harkens back to something Cindy said when we had, you know, you all on weeks ago, is if you wore that shirt, you might have a really hard time of being like, who are you? You know, so mm-hmm. that's yeah. why, like, I wasn't jumping at the, you know, the, the fact of, okay, let me drop all this money, you know, to buy this shirt where, you know, maybe only a handful of people would, you know, know who who I was dressed as. I will say... I think there has only been one race where I actually dressed as the theme of the race. Um, and and I think it may be, I mean, I just have certain costumes that I, I love villains and I dressed as a villain for a princess weekend. <laughs> but one of the things that I love looking back on the Disney races for is not because of the theme it's because i love my costume because i'm like oh this one's really awesome because i was um the evil queen and blah 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 you know like that kind of stuff so it's fun to dress as a theme especially if you go with the group but don't discount yourself if you don't know the movie or you don't you know want to to dress as the theme of whatever it is hey if i can piggyback on that lexi and Kristen, i recall a guy getting on the Jumbotron dressed as Freddie Mercury. And I don't think that was the theme for any Disney run. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, well, think about it. If you don't want to dress as that theme, there actually are four possible themes for three races because you've got the challenge. So yeah, right. if you don't want to dress like Raya, then you could dress as Jeannie, you know, for the challenge. So you have you have options. Um, yeah. I will say uh, with what Greg said earlier, if you want to dress as an obscure character, do not worry. There'll be somebody out in the crowd who, it's Disney. We got some big Disney fans and people love trying to guess who you are. Like you see, like you're running up and all of a sudden you look over and you're like, this person's looking at me. They look curious. And then it's like a light bulb moment and they freak out. So you freak out and you say hi. And it's a beautiful moment. Do not be afraid to dress up any which way you want. Cause I promise you it's going to be such an exciting feeling regardless when someone's like, Oh my gosh, that is who you are. Yeah. Um, I dress obscurely quite often. And <laughs> Never been in a talk Lexi, to you about that. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have an extremely obscure one for Marathon Weekend. And you guys, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it because I told Lexi the idea. And I know it's for wine and dine, but the, unfortunately, I due to some things, I wasn't able to get a new costume for wine and dine. So I'm going to what I already have purchased pre-pandemic for Dopey when I thought I was going to run it originally. But this time around, I know I've mentioned I would love to dress up as Captain Jack because right now I drive both and I'm technically a captain and my name tag says Jack. So I was like, that's so funny. Um, Two, now this is where obscurity comes in and Disney fans, you got to go for it, please. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but Elizabeth Swan. I always wanted to be Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean. I think that would be totally rad with her in her like white dress underneath and then the red dress over top. I want the whole thing down to the ankles and I want to just pick up my skirt like I'm running away from the skeleton pirates. <laughs> I think that would be so <laughs> epic. It, but only if people sounds get great. it. Right? I would do my hair like it and everything. It would be epic. But only some people will get it. And that's okay. That's okay. I know a lot of people are struggling with the soul theme. Um, soul happens to be one of my favorite movies. And I have some ideas. I'm not a costume person. So I'm I'm giving you these ideas. Yeah, um, no charge. Listeners at home. Yeah, free of charge. Um, Joe Gardner uh, in the movie spoiler alert he dies it's the whole premise of the movie so and it happens oh, in the first on. 10 minutes well, that's true. <laughs> so i don't feel like i'm feel like i'm oh, giving it away man. he dies and he ends up in the hospital right and so um and i won't give away the total things that happen but he ends up in the hospital and there's a whole scene with him and this cat and he's in the hospital so i think like you should just like get a mustache and his glasses and his hat and go on Amazon for like 15 bucks, you can get a hospital gown and just put that over whatever you normally run in. <laughs> and then you can, be, you can be Joe Gardner from the hospital. You can even get like I a little cat that. doll if you want or have someone else be the cat. I would love to see like a bunch of people running in hospital gowns at Wine and Dine Half. You know what you should do? Add a fedora and then get like the piano neck strap and then the yes. piano right next to you. That way you can play some chords as you go by for yes. every mile. I think that'll be awesome. Yes. If you're out there listening, um, you got to jump on this. It's only a couple of weeks away now. Yeah. And then there's um and then there's like the, the guy Moonwind who is like the spi- sign spinner. And I think it would be fun to have like funny signs 
that you're spinning during the race. So there's two, there's two little, or actually three, if you do the cat. So there's three costume ideas for you for soul. They're good ones, but let's shift also gears wear, a little like, bit. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> just to be, just to add my own little touch to it. I probably would wear like a, a skin colored like outfit underneath so that when it's open in the yeah. back it flaps a little yeah, bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> okay exactly. that's, that's it i'm done now <laughs> exactly no that's that's almost that's almost a requirement i would think ellie yeah but look listen, these are all great but why did i like we said at the top of the episode here three weeks away so you got to get moving on these let's uh shift gears a little bit let's talk about marathon weekend ideas for marathon weekend what you got? Yeah, for marathon weekend, I am traveling with um, some of my run club. And there's, I feel like this is like deja vu because I re-listened to the Council of Costumes this morning while I was getting my makeup on. Um, and y'all talked about the seven of y'all and how you're going to do the seven dwarves. Well, uh, my run club and I, the seven of us that are going, we're doing the seven dwarves for the 5K, but with a 90s spin on it. Um, and then for the 10K, that one is still TBD. Um, the half, we are, um, gosh, we're like between two options. One of them is not from the 90s. It is from the 80s. And me being self-conscious, I'm like, they're going to call us out. That is not from the 90s. They are going to call us out. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see about that one. Um, and then for the marathon... I have a, uh, actually did a test run in it on this past Saturday, uh, a custom skirt that I had done. That's like the really bright green, dopey green with a purple satin, um, underneath and, uh, running in like a purple tank top. And then I'll have my, my dare to dopey logo, uh, put on a, on a tank top versus t-shirt versus long sleeve pending weather. So I'm going comfort for the marathon. I, I just, oh, I don't yes. know. That last one was so, so hot. I can't even imagine running in much else than like what I've been training in the heat of Texas. You know, wearing. Get away with it in the 5K, but in the marathon, yes. You're going to be wearing it for a while. It's got to be comfortable. So marathon weekend, um, it's not my favorite themes. I don't like the 90s <laughs> stuff, but I know everybody does. Um, it seems like most people love it, but, um, for the 5k, we've got a big group that we're going to do sort of just nineties, like neon crazy things. But I have this really cute tank skirt I've been wanting to wear. So I'm going to be a nineties tank. I'm going to put on, you know, a headband and leg warmers, and I'm just going to be like a neon green tank. Okay. Um, and then for the 10K, I'm in a group and we're all doing the Muppet, any kind of like Muppet. It can be Sesame, it's, it's going to be yes. Sesame Street and Muppet movie people. Like it's got a whole mix, um, but I am Miss Piggy. <laughs> ah, amazing. Right I'm so excited. I'm going to be wearing the pearls. I've got a fake fur stole that I'm going to wear. I've got... Oh yeah, I'm so excited about. And I got these really cute ears. Oh. I'm losing my mind right now. And then um the half marathon, honestly, I haven't thought about it yet. I think I'm I have like a skirt I haven't worn yet that maybe I'll wear. And then I agree a hundred percent full marathon is always super simple. It might be a mini dot skirt with a tank top and it's just as comfortable 
as I can be because we all know it's a long time to be out there and it could be 80 degrees and you don't want a lot of layers and you don't want any tool. <laughs> you just want to like be as comfortable and easy access to your pockets with all your fuel and your phone and you know whatnot. So pretty easy. But then I'm also doing Castaway Key. So I have a really cute little Captain Captain Mickey or Captain Mickey costume that I had custom made. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. I'll I'll just admit um I've been behind the ball on choosing my costumes and I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> well, we won't hold That's it against you. Yeah, it's okay. We made I a have pinky progress. Well, pinky well I know one of I know one of them. Because yeah. we did decide we were going to do something together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we tell them? Yeah. Okay, so Jack and I, we're going to go as um, Wanda and Agatha in the <laughs> full get up. Wow. For the 5K. I love it. Yeah. And I'm going to have like black fingers too, because I'm the villain, of course. Um. <laughs> um so yeah, we're really excited about that one. But other than that, I I feel like I'm way behind the ball because normally I plan them like the day after marathon weekend for next year. I'm glad you brought up that you hadn't really planned anything yet because that's something that people need to start really taking into consideration because if you're going to be ordering especially custom things or things from like Etsy and whatnot, as we get closer to the holidays, those um, your, your window is shrinking in order to get that in a timely fashion. Um, get it? Fashion? But, oops. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's smart and maybe prudent of you uh, to really nail down your costume for marathon weekend because you know your windows are going to start start closing here to get to get your costumes in time and there is nothing more stressful than being two days before leaving for marathon weekend and you're still waiting on pieces of your costume to arrive good point good point i'd also point out we're getting close to halloween so it's going to be tough right now to find stuff um actually to top off with what kristen was saying so i did check i've never heard of t2 factory and my life has been made because I looked at it and I'm, I, I put like six things like hearted for like later on. Um, <laughs> but so I did want to, I did, I was curious about the shipping dates. And just so you know, right now, if you were to get something on Tutu Factory from Etsy, they're already in the second week of December. So for when it would re arrive to you that, and I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I have looked on other, um, run sweat. So, and I go running and whatnot right now. It's looking like for them, probably late November. And so you got to run in it and take time yes. to test it out. So just a heads up, um, really look into it, kind of narrow down your ideas and just go for it. And if you have something custom, there will be time as long as you do it within the next two or three weeks um, to get you exactly what you're looking for. So do not worry. You have time, but just let you know a little bit of a timeline of where you should be if you want to do costumes. Guys, this is fun. This is great. We could go on for a while, but we need to kind of bring it to a close. So my esteemed council of costumes, let's summarize. What are your tips things that you want people to think about 
getting ready for costumes for upcoming Disney runs? Okay, so my number one thing is when you have all of your costume pieces together, put them in a two-gallon Ziploc baggie for each race. So each morning, you just have to pull out one bag, and it has your top, your jog bra if you're a woman, <laughs> you have your socks, you have the, sh- the shorts that go underneath the skirt that doesn't have the built-in shorts. Um, someone just, that just happened to someone recently at a race weekend. They had no shorts with their skirts. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. And then also like any, any accessories, if you have like bracelets, if you have, uh, if you have a knee brace, oh my gosh, I just did hood to coast. I had everything packed, but my knee brace was on the bench and it had fallen on the floor. So I didn't notice it. So I got all the way out to this race weekend and had no knee brace. So I had to punt with using some KT tape and a different kind of knee sleeve. Um, So make sure you have any of those things that you need. And then any hair accessories. I mean, literally everything. Maybe even you put in your hand warmer and a a poncho for each each race, just in case you need them for each race. So I would say get yourself organized. Got to account for the weather. Yeah. Kristen, how about you? What are your ideas? Um, So I tend to bring everything but the kitchen sink. Um, and I usually, it's usually cause I bring four of them or kitchen sinks. Um, and the stuff that I wear does not fit in a two gallon bag. <laughs> so I found <laughs> the next best thing for me is a packing cube and you can get them very cheap on Amazon. And I do the same thing. I put everything in that packing cube for every costume. So each race has its own cube, um, that has just like Pamela said, Everything you could ever imagine down to my giant clip with the feather from uh, my flapper Tiana costume from from Princess. And that just takes some of the confusion and tired, cloudy thoughts from O-Dark 30 every morning at Run Disney um, out of it. And you know that you've got everything because you know that you've packed that with a sound mind and not tired. Um so that's my biggest thing is just like, like Pamela said, is get yourself, get yourself organized. Um, if you have different shoes, make sure that you've got those shoes with you. You should be, you should be bringing multiple pairs of shoes with you, especially for Dopey. Um, cause if wine and dine was like it was for us last year, your 5k shoes will be soaked and they will not dry in enough time for the 10k. No matter how hard you try, no matter how many hair dryers you put on them, they, because of the humidity, it just didn't happen. So um, just putting everything in together um, was really, really beneficial. Um, the other thing that I think is really important is to have, especially ladies, some of the men too, if you're doing any sort of makeup look with your costume, um, I know with Wine and Dine, there's going to be a lot of maybe skulls and sugar skulls and that kind of thing. Do a test run of that before, test run meaning that you put it on, maybe don't go run with it. But do a trial of that before before it's game time, because again, in the morning, you're going to be not maybe quite thinking clearly and your skull may not turn out the way that you thought it would. Um, and then you're not happy with it and then you're late because you have to redo it. And so just do as much um, practice work as you can before uh, before you leave for these big, these big, big races. So. And have fun. Just have fun. That's all it is. It's fun. That's the bottom line. Let's drop the mic. That's it. Have fun. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Sounds great. Kristen, Pamela, thanks. 
that's that's why we that's why you're the council of costumes we appreciate you and one more thing if you have not already we would love to have you over in my facebook group dare to dopey um if you've been a listener of this podcast for a while you know the story behind dare to dopey from my episode earlier in the summer um you don't have to be running dopey to join the group your dopey goal could be anything that you think right now is just a touch crazy, but you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to try. So um, some of the people in that group, their dopey is a 5K. Uh, others like myself, dopey is dopey. Um, so we're over on uh, on Facebook. We're hoping to hit a milestone membership uh, by the time we make it to Marathon Weekend where we'll, we'll do a meetup and that kind of thing. So um, join us over there. It's fun. It's a fun in uh, fun, encouraging group of ragtag runners, ragtag Disney runners. Ha <laughs> It's a good group. Dare to Dopey, the Facebook group. If you want to hear more, if you want to join it, join it. You'll learn more about it. You want to hear more about it. It was episode 32 was when Kristen was with us and talking about Dare to Dopey. So you can listen to that one also. Okay, let's shift gears again. Uh, we want to introduce something new this evening. We want to do a series on podcasts that we listen to. Now, we're not chasing you away. We want you, but we figure, you know, once you've listened to each episode two, three times, and you've kind of gotten as much as you can out of them, these long runs are going to take a while. You may have some other podcasts you'd like to enjoy. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll recommend some that we listen to, and we'll also talk to some of the podcasters. Tonight, I'd like to introduce you to our friends, Disney with the Ducks. So, hiya, guys. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. We are here with some of the Ducks. We're here with Carly and Jeff, with John, and with Lonnie. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Where are you, where are you all from? Carly and Jeff, where are you from? I, I know you're all in different locations. We are Northeast Ohio, south of Canton area, the Pro Football Hall of Fame area. So, Ah, okay. I've been there. It's been a while, but I've been there. John? So I'm from Detroit and still live right outside of Detroit. Okay. So we're in Ohio, we're in Detroit, and Lonnie, where are you? I am in Little Rock, Arkansas, originally from New Orleans. So I've been here about three years. Okay. So you're spread out just like we are on our podcast. Hey, you, you've got a fun podcast. I enjoy listening to it. Uh, I'm going to steal some of your ideas, but I'll tell you about those later. But let's start with this. I'm going to give you a chance to tell us, tell the audience here a little bit about your podcast, but you got to start with where did the name come from? Disney with the Ducks. John, you tell this pretty good. Why don't you give this one a go? Yeah. So, okay. So we all met Marathon Weekend uh, 2022. Um, the group of us all kind of middle-aged people, nursing injuries. Um, so we were all going to hang out at the back and I ran into Jeff and Carly who I was meeting up with there and he, they had Lonnie and Gene with them. Um, and Ben, we had a, a whole group of us that were just going to run the whole race together. And, um, we ended up running from start to finish together and somewhere around mile two or three, uh, there was a Darkwing duck, um, character stop. So, you know, that was one of those things where when I see Darkwing duck, I want to sing the duck team. DuckTales theme. <laughs> so, Good for you. Yeah. So somehow that morphed into that being our, our cadence or our uh, interval call out throughout the race. So yeah, someone, uh, our leader would yell DuckTales and the rest of us would yell out, woohoo. 
and we did awesome. that for 23 miles. Oh, um, boy. So, yeah. And, and we had people joining in with us throughout the race and we had, um, just folks yelling out to us going the other way. And it was just really fun. We had a lot of good people join us for a mile or two and then drop off. Um, so yeah, so that's where the name came from. And after that, we, um, yeah, we've been in contact pretty much daily with, uh, with this group and, and that call out comes out a lot too. Yeah. It started out where we just kind of, Lonnie sent a question in our group text. We were just texting back and forth saying, where should I stay for this trip I've got planning coming up? And we all gave our recommendations because we're all big Disney fans. And Lonnie says, we should start a Disney podcast. So we could just do DVC stuff. And I said, well, won't we just do all things Disney? This is like a Tuesday afternoon. And I think we recorded our first episode on Sunday. So it, well, it kind of... <laughs> you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's remarkable how many podcasters have this idea. Oh, I want to do a podcast. Want to do... and, they, and they just never pull the trigger. I know we didn't, we weren't as uh, efficient as you. It took us a couple of weeks to finally go, all right, by golly, that's it. We're going to do it. But yeah, that's good. And I think it was one of those things that if we thought about it too long, it was going to seem overwhelming and terrifying. So it was just like, okay, let's do it. Why not? Yeah, it could be, could be, but it's working well for you. So my understanding is then some of you guys didn't even know each other before this race. You just came together at the race. Yeah. The only ones in the group I knew beforehand were Jeff, Carly, and Jody. And then we met uh, Gene, Lonnie, Kevin um, at the race that morning. It was, uh, we went down. I'm not a super, I, I love socializing, but I'm shy. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Jeff is the exact opposite. So we're, you know, at the 5k and it's just me and him. And I was like, uh, I don't know anybody. And he's like, that's Lonnie up there. I see him on Facebook all the time. He's the photo bomber. And so we wanted to go say hi. And so we, we ran up and said hi, but I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're flirting for friends. Like you don't want to come on too strong. You don't want to like, you know, act too aloof. So it, it was fun. It just fell into place and it clicked and everything was natural and great. Isn't that amazing how you'll be down there and you'll see somebody go, I know you, I know you from Instagram. You are. And then of course you don't know their name. You'll shout out whatever their handle is. And, uh, yeah. 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 That's really neat. I was, I was talking with Alicia one time in a corral and somebody says, I know you, you're 65 and dopey. <laughs> yeah. Mom runs Disney. That's you. Yeah. That's cool. It's fun. I love it. I, that, that's what I love about the community. Uh, so you've been doing it, golly, uh, less than a year now. This thing started in January, February? Yep, February. February. Are you putting out an episode once a week or are you on a regular schedule? Every Tuesday we have our drops. And then during the marathon training cycle, um, we've been doing a live call-in show on, or not call-in, but a live show on Sunday nights. Um, Release the Quacken. It's all duck theming names of stuff. Just talking about how our training went from the last week and what's coming up on the next week, kind of similar to what you guys do at the beginning of the show. But we do that live every Sunday night, and then we try to bring on a special guest from our group to kind of see how their trainings and stuff going into it too. And this started out as like a 10 to 15 minute, just a sub show, which now turned into basically its own running podcast. It comes out every Monday. (laughs) Funny how that happens, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So if I were to ask you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, do you have any favorite episodes that you've recorded so far? I I love episode six. It's our Disney ride retheming. It's the okay. only episode that 
my daughter was excited about. So she's 15 and she thinks that we are the most uncool people on the planet. <laughs> she loves the podcast, but she hates our podcast. Um, but it's the only one that she was really excited and helped out with. And she was, we just kind of took some Disney rides and said, these need updated. Let's, you know, make a twist to it. One of them was taking the Hall of Presidents and turning it into the Muppets Hamilton. And that's one that my daughter. <laughs> a, I with. love that. That's great. Right. Lonnie, I'm going to ask you if you got a favorite episode. You know, Bob, it's, uh, I would have to say, uh, so my best friend, uh, he's not here tonight. His name is Gene. Um, and we did a, a trip report with Gene. Um, gosh, I, I got to think of the episode number, but it was, it was usually it's, it's so much fun that we have, but it actually says on the, in the title, uh, Gene goes to Disney and, and Gene is, um, you know, we started, we've been friends for, for so long. We ran our first run Disney event, which was the, the inaugural dark side in 2016, uh, was it 16 or 18? I don't know. 16. It's, it's, it's all, it's all, a, yeah, it's all a blur, but, but he does, a, he does an interview and uh, it's uh, John leads it. And it's just, uh, it's nonstop laughing. Uh, you know what? Listen, as, what listeners to the podcast can't see, of course, we see each other on video. Lonnie, as soon as, as, soon as you started talking about the episode, all your friends just started to smile. <laughs> yeah, it, it <laughs> was. Uh, uh, it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So just to, uh, I, I think Gene maybe came up with three or diff- three different names for the Flower and Garden Festival. I mean, he was just <laughs> yeah, I know I what he you created mean. a new. Uh, uh, a new attraction. He was just—he was all over the place. He was like, you know, hey, South America Pavilion in Epcot. He was all over the place. It's—it uh, was pretty good. I got—I haven't listened to that one yet. I will put it on my list. I promise. Uh, I heard from Carla. I heard from Lonnie. John, do you have one? Yeah. So I think my favorite one is episode 26, where we talk about um, the ducks drink around Disney. So we talk about all of our favorite beverages throughout Disney World, um, some adult and some uh, not. So, yeah, we just go through and and rank our favorites and, um, you know, give out some of those hidden gems that we really like. So, yeah, that I think that one is probably my favorite. That one I have heard and I did enjoy it and I, I plan to steal it. (laughs) So <laughs> we'll we'll use it sometime in the future. Yeah. But that was a good one. I I was uh, giving it to you. It's yours. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that, Lonnie. Thanks. Um, that was a good episode, though. I was doing my aqua jogging. I go over to the pool and I have my shocks on, so they fairly waterproof. And I was able to listen to the whole episode. That was a good one. I got a question. So where do you start? Mexico or Canada? Drinking. The UK is the only UK. correct answer. Really? International gateway. Uh-oh, yeah. we got a fight going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to say France because of the international gateway. So. I, st- I, I come in international gateway, right to Mexico, start with tequila. And, you know, that's the, rest, that's, that's the way you go. John, you are correct, sir. You are correct. <laughs> Little <laughs> off topic here, but. You've got La Cama del Tequila in Mexico. You've got a, uh, oh, golly, I don't remember the name of it. But in Italy, there's a nice uh, wine bar. You know what's missing in America? They need a daggum bourbon bar in America. That's the national yes. spirit. We need a bourbon bar in the American pavilion. I'd love 100% that. agree. Yeah. My wife, I'd never get her out of there. <laughs> <laughs> 
that'd be good. So what, what are the future plans for the ducks and for the podcasting? You know, not only podcasting, you're also on YouTube, right? We put our video out on YouTube. It's the same as what the audio is. Um, but we do a couple other things on there. We'll do some dining reviews every once in a while of some of the places we've eaten. Future plans. I think that's funny because we kind of fly by the seat of our pants. <laughs> Just like, you know, coming up with the podcast idea on a Tuesday and putting our first episode together on a Friday. That's kind of how we roll. Well, that's cool. And and that, that is neat. And I get that. But by the same token, I'm looking at some Disney with the Ducks hats and some stuff like that. So you, you had to put some planning into that somewhere. Yeah, I think the one thing that we consistently committed to is making sure that we stay stick around. Um, our friendships that we developed, uh, the podcast is just kind of, it's just us really just talking, right? We, we miss each other. We don't get opportunity to talk uh, once a week. So sometimes we just hop on and just have a couple of quick conversations in uh, our messenger. I think we may average 50 messages a day, maybe. So as long as we could just stay in, in contact and, and keep it going and have fun, our plans just to, to stay in each other's each other's lives for as long as possible until somebody right. gets, kicks kicks us out. I don't. I guess I don't know. No man, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I I absolutely understand that. When people ask me why I do this at my age, that's the reasons because I I love this family and I I want to be a part of it as long as I can. But again, you said something that amused me. We're the same way with Messenger SMS. There'll be and what happens is I. I accuse my wife of doing this. I think my wife gets in a back channel and tells the rest of the gang when I'm going somewhere and I can't get to my phone because I'll come back and there'll be 40 or 50 messages in there <laughs> and I have to catch up and figure out what's going on. Uh, guys, it's fun. Love what you're doing. When do you plan to be back at Disney world next? I think our trip's the next one on the books. We're coming down for wine and die weekend um, we are, as a family, we're walking to 5k together and then I, we're staying at the boardwalk. So that'll probably be oh, down on the good. boardwalk sharing the 10k and a half. Okay. Um, but mostly it's just a park trip for us. And then I'll be down for dopey. Carly's not able to join me that trip, but, um, Lonnie, I think you're coming down dopey. Is that your next one? Yeah. Dopey's my next one. Unless I can squeeze one in, um, <laughs> before then, but uh, we're going to do Dopey. It's it's funny. I'm, we're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, but everybody else is staying over at Pop. So I'm, I'm plotting on trying to jump over there. So I'll give up my DVC room to go over there and hang out with the rest of the ducks. <laughs> I'm not giving up my Copper Creek studio. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah. My next trip right now, this is the first time in probably nine years. We don't have one scheduled right now. So we have, uh, we have five kids. And oh, wow. So, yeah, so it, it's, it gets tricky trying to plan these things and our baby's only 10 months old. So, um, I think we're, we took him when he was four months old and we're going to wait now probably another year or so. Mm-hmm. So actually my next trip might be 2024 marathon weekend. Okay. No, I certainly understand that. That's a tough thing to do. Um, on marathon weekend, I'll be cheering for you at the half. I'll be across the street from the poly. I stay at the Shades of Green Army Hotel. It's uh, directly across the street from the poly. So I'll be looking for y'all. And I'll the rest of the gang's running dopey. And I'll be running the marathon. So we'll look for you down there. That'll be cool. Well, guys, it's been terrific. I, I love listening to the podcast. I'm glad you had some time with us. Now, normally Allie's with us to ask the rapid fire questions, but Alicia has decided that she can jump in here 
and she's got some rapid fire questions for you. Ellie, I hope I do this justice because you do it so well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the first question I'm going to ask for everybody, the orange or the lemon slush in France? If you want to take it first, Carly and Jeff. I will go lemon. I will go lemon also. Lonnie, do you have a favorite? Orange? Yeah. Lemon. Lonnie, you got that right. I think. <laughs> they're both <Thank> good. <laughs> they are. There's they no are right both answer. good. They really are. They really are. I'm so All disappointed right. in, in them. They didn't study. Carly, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, hey, Alicia, you're off to a good start. That okay, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys talked about having a whole duck theme. Would you choose Darkwing Duck or Donald Duck? Let's start with John. Darkwing Duck. Okay. Um, Carly? Donald Duck. Lonnie? Darkwing. Jeff? I got to go Darkwing because that's what kicked off the name. Yeah, that's what I figured you guys would <laughs> <Yeah>. say, but <laughs> I had to go and see you. Um, what is your favorite drink? Because you had mentioned the drinks. Um, let's start with Lonnie. I'm going to go with the Lapu Lapu. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, it is. John? The Lapu Lapu is my favorite beverage <laughs> in the world. I, I I would drink it every day. Carly? Recency bias here, but I just had the Black Insider from the UK, so I'm going Black Insider. Ooh, oh, I actually remember you talking about it. I do. And Jeff? Any of the Joffrey's um, tea lemonade mixture drinks will be what my lean to. Unless it's Marathon Weekend, then it's going to be the strawberry margarita right before the finish line. Fantastic. That's the questions that I had for today. I, I'm not as good as Ellie, but I, I do appreciate you answering. <laughs> Alicia, nice job. Well, before I cut you loose, uh, ducks, if you don't mind me being so informal, <laughs> anything anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we cut this off? Anybody that wants to be interested, feel free to check out our community. Um, we have a small Facebook group of people with, at Disney with the Ducks. Um, Instagram, YouTube, it's all the same. So um, we try to stay pretty active on there. So if anybody wants to come and visit or check it out, feel free to stop over. And Bob, I just want to thank you for allowing us the opportunity to come in and, and speak with you guys tonight. We, we had a blast. Yeah, You're we most you welcome. And like I said before, we press the record button. I just have too much fun with this stuff. <laughs> I love, I love expanding the community, and that's what I think we're doing here: expanding this Run Disney community. We're all one big happy family. I love it. I love the fact that you joined us. Keep up the good work. A lot of fun on that podcast. I'll be listening and I'll be looking for you down there at Disney World. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys having the fun. So yeah, the Ducks, that's a fun group. Uh, Nice people, as you can tell by the interview there. I think you might enjoy that. Uh, They publish every week and then every now and then they publish a different episode that they call Release the Quacken and they have a special guest on. I was with them a couple of weeks ago, so you can look for that one. I think I was episode 32 and a half, I think, uh, but they're fun. Now, next week, we want to join our friends at the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Dana and Amy, we'll talk to them, and they'll be with us next week. Friends, we're always looking to see how we're doing in the podcast world, and one of the things we think we've picked up on, we appear to have picked up a bunch of new listeners here in the last month. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're happy that you're here. Of course, if we've been friends for a long time, we're happy that you're still with us too. I want to point out that we have a Facebook group, the Rise and Run 
podcast Facebook group. We're on Instagram under Rise and Run Pod. If you can join us there and subscribe to those two places, we'd be happy to see you there. Uh, one of the questions, we discussed this briefly last week. One of the questions we saw was a listener asking, what are the best ways to cheer during the events and what are some tips for cheering? Now, we said we'd discuss that, that the Rise and Run gang would discuss that in an upcoming episode. We're still waiting. We'll do that probably next week, maybe the week after. But Kristen, you had some thoughts on that that you wanted to share. Yeah, I actually did a video over on my YouTube channel, uh, Running and Makeup. My friend Teresa and I had gone to Disney in January to cheer on the half and the full. Um, and not only to cheer y'all on, but also to, uh, it was a business trip <laughs> where I was filming uh, to, to show how to cheer, how to cheer on um, your favorite runner or just cheer period at a Disney race because from uh, coming from someone who doesn't know a lot about how to get around property, that can seem like a very overwhelming prospect. And um, so we break down in that video, I, I come at it from a who, what, when, where, why, how kind of approach. And we discuss, you know, the, the details of, of each of those topics and how they relate to cheering, especially marathon weekend, since the marathon weekend and princess will share the same half marathon course. Um, so we talk about how to get to the, the starting section, how to get over to Magic Kingdom, how to get on Main Street, how to get from Main Street back to Epcot during the marathon. How are you going to get to World Showcase or even the boardwalk? We talk about all of that um, from a runner's perspective, but presenting it in a way that a non-runner uh, and maybe somebody who's not quite as familiar with Disney as the rest of us are can understand and can follow. So that video is up on my channel. Great. Great. Thanks for that. Uh, we'll still talk about it in a couple of weeks, but that sounds like a lot of information there. That's on the Running in Makeup YouTube channel. Is that right, Kristen? Yes. Excellent. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it also. Let's take a look at what we got coming up. Uh, our meetup for Wine and Dine, Saturday, Dockside Margaritas at Disney Springs at 2.30. And we finally decided that at the after party, we'll be hanging out near the Regal Eagle Smokehouse uh, and the American Pavilion. We'll be there at 10 p.m. Now, that's not going to be a formal meet and greet. We're just going to be there. And maybe at that point, if you want to, we can hang out and kind of stroll through the rest of the World Showcase, maybe get some photos together. I don't know. We've done that in the past. Had a maybe real good ride time the Guardians it. of the Galaxy ride. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> could head in that direction or, you know, get that way. Yeah, that that would be, it's a bit of a walk, but yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Maybe. So anyway, maybe. we'll be there. And I'll mention this again. We'll be at the American Pavilion outside at 10 p.m. on the night of the party, but we're not going to hang there for too long. We're going to meet whoever wants to come join us, and then we will move out. So before we get going with the race report, one of the things that our wonderful Council of Costumes brought up is that when it comes to running the marathon, I mean, sure, we all want to look fabulous, but we also want to be extremely, extremely comfortable. 
And I know I just brought it up a couple of minutes ago, but a great place if you're looking to wanting to bridge that gap of having a costume, but also being comfortable, Kawaiian Pizza Apparel is a wonderful place for you to go to because they have these wonderful tech shirts that are costume shirts as well, too. So they are moisture wicking. They're wonderful. I have a couple of them. I have a Powerline one. I have Russell from Up. The quality is very, very high, and it, it really does the trick. So, again, if you're looking for something that checks both of those boxes, check out Kawaiian Pizza Apparel. And if you do find something that you like, we do have an affiliate link, which is linked off of our website as well as in the show notes. And if you use promo code Rise and Run, you will get 10% off your order. So if you're interested, go check that out for us. I'm going to do that myself, Greg. That's a good idea. Looking at uh, upcoming episodes, a favorite topic, fueling for long runs. Laura McLeod, registered dietitian from Muir Energy, will be with us next week. The week after that, going to use a pace group for one of the long runs down at Disney. Our buddy Chris Twiggs and Chris Turner. We'll have two Chris's. I'm not sure how I want to keep them straight, but we'll work it out. Chris Twiggs, Chris Turner will be here for episode 55 in a couple of weeks to talk about taking pace groups through the Disney runs. Uh, looking out into the future, uh, Wendy Larson, the hand cyclist, will be with us. And our friend Brittany Charbonneau has agreed to come back here later in the year, maybe late November, early December. Brittany made the Team USA World Mountain Trail Running Team. She's going to be competing in Thailand in early November. So she asked if we could hold. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, she asked if we could hold off till she got back. And I went, well, you know, okay. So, <laughs> so we love having Brittany on. Just a, a wonderful guest. We look forward to talking with her. Okay, my friends. I think you know what's next. It's time for the race report. Okay, let's go back a week. I said I wouldn't do this normally, but I also said last week that if Valerie got in touch with me, I would add this one to this week's report. And she did. She did the Bourbon Chase Ragnar Relay in Kentucky. They had bourbon tastings at various exchanges. She survived a run down the highway in the middle of the night. And her bonus at the end of some of her legs was a bourbon caramel glazed donut had a great time she said team from six states hadn't met any of them before pamela you did something like that didn't you i Were sure you did a, yeah said she'd do it again in a heartbeat the interesting thing is that i was in kentucky but not that weekend i got up there on sunday and this race was friday and saturday i was in bardstown which apparently is where valerie and her team spent the friday before I got up there. That's kind of, Bardstown's kind of the bourbon capital of the country, really. So that's a neat one. So Valerie, thanks. That that sounds like a, a really cool event. Um, as did yours, Pamela, by the way. Yours was out Mount Hood uh, all the way to the ocean, right? Yeah, it's hood to coast. It was amazing. And I met lifelong friends. I mean, there's nothing, oh, yeah. nothing closer you can get to someone just being in a van for 30 hours with them. <laughs> and sweat and sweating and all yeah, and yeah no that's that's cool i think yeah that's really cool 
All right, great. Okay, let's take a look at Saturday. On Saturday, we had the Queen Bee Half Marathon in Cincinnati, Ohio. Jody did that one. A great run, a PR, well under two hours for the half marathon. Kind of a kind of a milestone run. That's really cool. Awesome finisher photo. And there's two medals in the photo. Jody, I couldn't quite figure that out. I don't think there was a challenge involved in this one. But that's really neat. Jody's kind of setting the theme this week. There were a bunch of PRs. And as I mentioned at the very beginning, a lot of folks said, hey, all that sweating in the summer is paying off now that the temps have dropped. In Charleston, South Carolina, the Avondale 5K, Ashton did that one. Great weather. It was to the benefit of the Charles Webb Center for kids with special needs. Good run, Ashton. The Lumberjack and Jill 15K, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Jay did that one. Jay said it was cold especially at the start. Jay has a great way of finishing most of his runs. I, I got a run with Jay one time because Jay always ends up in a brewery somewhere. So I admire that. Way to go, Jay. Good run. The Boulder Dash 5 miler, Charlotte, North Carolina. Kristen ran that one. Not the Kristen that's with us, another Kristen. I don't know how I keep all these Kristens straight. Anyway, uh, I, as I recall Kristen said this thing, a five-mile run, it was into a, uh, a quarry, I think, where it was a mile down and then, of course, a mile back up. She said it was a good run. Sounds tough to me, but good for you. In Orlando, the Orlando Magic 5K, our buddy Margaret was out there. A great mix of basketball and running, says Margaret. Uh, really good-looking treats at the end of this race. She showed the photo of the treats. They looked nice. She said there was great swag, and she said she got tickets to an— Orlando Magic basketball game. That's pretty cool. In Hartford, Connecticut, the Eversource Hartford Marathon, uh, we had two runners. Christina did the half marathon, and Heather did the marathon in the wheelchair division. Now, Heather has been really out there. This is, I think, yeah, she's been third, killing it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the third week in a row she's had uh, a long event. Uh, 34 minute PR for Heather. Said the course was not flat. She wanted us to know that. But she once again won her division. Uh, her official results came in. She finished in under five hours. I was kind of teasing with Heather a little bit, saying, hey, Heather, when you show pictures of you breaking the tape and saying you won the division, don't tell people you were the only push rim participant. Just leave it alone. But she said to me, no, I'd, I'd like to do that because I'd like in, to encourage other push rim participants and maybe this will do it. So I think that's pretty neat. Um, by the way, Heather will be with us on the race report spotlight in a couple of weeks. Don't remember exactly when, but I've already been in contact with her and she says she's going to do that. Christina said she was looking for Heather early, but didn't see her. They didn't meet one another. Christina also mentioned that the course was hillier than she expected, but it was a great course, great support. And did you see the picture at the beginning on the big board where it said energy from rise and run podcast, run Disney. That was Christina that did that for us. So that was really cool. Thank you, Christina. That was really, really neat. If you didn't see it, the photos on Facebook, I'll do something to bring it back up to the top again. In Jekyll Island, Georgia, the under the Oaks, let's see 10 K. I think they had multiple distances here. We had three people finish Jamie, and Ariana did the 10K, and Kelly did the half, and they all thought it was great. They all finished and all thought it was great. 
Uh, I think the weather has a lot to do with that. The weather was pretty nice this weekend. Kelly, under 230 and about 15 minutes faster than her goal for the race. Once again, a great performance. The USO Armed Forces Half Marathon, Jacksonville, Florida. Melissa was there, as was Coach Chris, Chris Twiggs. Chris was pacing again. Melissa said it was kind of tough towards the end, but overall a good race. Nice photos, Melissa. I love the, the satisfied smile of victory on the people at the end of the run. Uh, we already talked with our buddy here, Lexi, about the Towpath Marathon in Cleveland, Ohio. She told us about that one. Any, any last-minute things you want to add, Lexi? Uh, the weather was perfect. Oh, good, good, good. Um, and I will say, if you are looking at doing that marathon, um, the first three and a half miles were pretty hilly, and then it leveled off, and it was just, you know, um, just little inclines. But it was an out and back, and so the first th- three and a half, and then coming back, um, was a li- coming back was a little more downhill. Going out was a little more uphill. A little more uphill. Okay, well, that's that's the way to do it. I'd rather have it that way than the other way around. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, as part of the Chicago Marathon weekend, there was a 5K on Saturday. Uh, Mary did that. Emily did that, and Pamela did that. And that is the Pamela who's with us right now. Any thoughts on that, Pamela? Oh, it was awesome. It was forty degrees. That's my happy temperature. I. I ran it. That I, I actually PR'd my 5K. I mean, it's not my lifetime PR, but it's my PR for the past few years. And it was awesome. Awesome. You were a Chicago Christmas elf, Pamela. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was that's told. That's what somebody said. And you, you and Mary met up before the race, right? Yeah, that was really fun. I love meeting people randomly and then finding out we, have a, we already have a connection. So it's, it was wonderful. That's kind of neat. And obviously those, uh, those Carolina blue, or I guess it's Chicago blue, uh, stocking caps were part of the swag, I reckon. Cause yeah, I saw a whole of lot shirts. of them. I loved oh, it. That, okay. Yeah. That's nice. And, uh, I mentioned Emily ran that one. We're going to hear from Emily in just a moment. Emily gave us some good picks. I saw the hat on Emily too. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk to Emily in just a moment. Uh, the last one I had for Saturday, the Lake Powell Half Marathon in Page, Arizona. Jane ran that one. More great weather, more nice photos. And Jane and the lake share the same last name. So I asked if the lake was named after her or she was named after the lake. And she said, just coincidence. Okay, let's move on to Sunday now. And as we've been doing, let's start with the big one in Chicago, Illinois. Another world major, the Chicago Marathon. We had a fair number of folks running this one. Let's take a look. Uh, our buddy Jeff did his 32nd marathon and his ninth Chicago. Way to go, Jeff. Jen did her seventh marathon. Uh, Jen said, though, Jen talked about having Renaud's syndrome. I may be mispronouncing that. I am familiar with it, though. My wife has that problem. So she overcame that. That's a little, that can make your hands and feet feel numb, but she got by it. Uh, her kids and husband were there to cheer her on. She is on to dopey. Uh, Mary, Mary finished, said it wasn't the pace she wanted. Mary, by golly, we're proud of you. You finished. It wasn't the pace you wanted. Okay, get it next time. Good for you. Uh, but speaking of paces they wanted, 
our friend Jennifer, and we've talked to Jennifer before. We talked to Jeff on the race report spotlight earlier. We talked to Jennifer before. Jennifer nailed a 315. Kids, that's smoking. And uh, that's a great job, Jennifer. And Mandy, who's also been with us a couple times, Mandy nailed a PR, a 324. Two fast young women there. Nice job. So proud of everybody. Also proud of the two folks we have with us tonight in the race report spotlight. We've got Emily and Rob. Guys, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Bob. Oh, glad you're here. Really, I'm, I, I say it every time I do a spotlight. I love this part of the show. I get to, we, we make new friends in this family through our social media, etc. but I get to meet new friends here, and I think it's just terrific. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how you two got started into running. And I'm going to go ahead and ask Rob to go first. Just a little highlights, what you've been doing leading up and how you got started. What's going on? Yeah, well, I, I, I first started running in uh, March 2017. Um, I kind of dabbled with it in my 20s, but never really got into it. I, I sort of run a mile and just found it too tough to to keep going. And then I kind of lapsed from doing much exercise uh, in my early 30s. And I hadn't done any exercise, like real, real exercise uh, for several months and was a bit worried about my fitness. Um, so, yeah, we got part run in the UK. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically one day I, I just turned up there and, um, decided to run five 5k and, um, it wasn't the greatest performance, um, cause it was very ragged and I just wasn't used, used to running that distance, but, um, yeah, that was a starting point. And then from there, yeah, I, I sort of just did part run every week and improving my 5k times and, um, yeah, I, I guess 2018, I moved on to other races and uh, my first marathon in 2019. And uh, yeah, um, Chicago was my 10th live marathon and 11th, in, including virtual. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Park Run's a great thing. It exists in the US, but it's not very, it's just not very popular. You'd have to go look for it. I know there's one not terribly far from me. I've never gone. Oh, if you haven't figured it out, listeners, Rob is is in the UK. We're back. This is like the wide world of race report spotlight. We've been all over the world the last couple of weeks. We're we're back to the UK again. Uh, but Rob made the trip over. Emily, how'd you get started? I like to think of running as probably the only New Year's resolution I've ever kept. Wonderful. Um, I actually I have a, an older sister who um, she's about five years older than I am, and so we we never really went to school together. We always kind of missed each other, but we went to school together for one semester in college while she was finishing her graduate program and I was finishing or starting my undergrad. Um, and she ran a, a warrior dash, which is like a mud run obstacle race. Oh, right, I went sure. and far yeah. finish, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like maybe I could do that. So I started in um, I think January 2012. I started running. And I did a warrior dash and then I joined like a distance running club at school. And then I ran the Philadelphia half marathon oh. um, and I was hook, line and sinker. Um, they, they had me in. Uh, I did my first marathon was actually the goofy challenge in 2015 and Chicago was number seven. Number seven. So two experienced marathoners here. Well done. I find it interesting uh, asking folks how they got into running and a great number. I figured I'd run into some 
folks who said, oh, I was an athlete in high school and I ran through college and I just kept going. And they're definitely out there. But most of our group picked this back up in adulthood. I know I certainly did that. And I think you know, it's a great way to stay in shape. And it's just been a wonderful community to be a part of. Well, cool. Okay, let's talk about Chicago. And I usually like to start with pre-race, things like the expo, places you stayed, how, how things went before the race even started. Um, Emily, I'll let you start this time, please. Yeah, um, so we stayed uh, right off the Magnificent Mile, so it was uh, easy enough to get around. Um, we ended up using a lot of Ubers, which uh, getting in and out of the expo with the Uber was a little crazy. Um, we went to the expo on Friday afternoon, probably around 1.30, o'clock. It was very crowded. Um, picking up the bib was was very cool. They, they checked you in and you scanned your pass and then they gave you like, there was like a one through 35 number and they sent you to a number and that person was like, had your name. They're like, oh, you're Emily. And I was like, yep, that's me. And they gave you a bib, very high tech and cool. Um, and then we went in and checked out the vendors. It was very crowded in there, um, but it was nice. It was a lot of fun. Definitely gets you excited. Now, how about you, Rob? How was, you, you came over, when'd you get here? Yeah, I arrived on, on Wednesday and uh, I stayed in the loop. Um, so I was right near the start finish, which was ideal for me. Um, sure. basically I spent the, the three days beforehand, well, three full days, um, from Thursday to, to Saturday sort of walking around Chicago and, um, yeah, just doing a lot of, uh, tourist stuff, um, yeah. the walking tour, which is great. Um, did the boat, boat tour as well, um, went to the Chicago, uh, history museum and um and the art museum as well um and yeah the the expo i i sort of just went there to pick up my bib really i didn't i sort of glanced around the the stalls but um i went on thursday um and had a quick look at at the nike uh, products but um yeah i, I didn't buy anything and uh yeah, <laughs> good for you just just sort of um <laughs> Yeah, w- walked back out and um, got 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 back to my hotel. <laughs> figure, yeah, I figure you had enough money invested in this already. Huh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. can understand that. <laughs> that doesn't stop me at Disney World though, but it should. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, D- Disney's a bit different, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, understood. Um, okay, so we got started. We get up Sunday morning, race time. Uh, how was the weather? You want to go first, Rob? Yeah, it was um, it, it was probably the coldest day I was out there. Certainly coldest morning. Um, guessing it was about low forties, really. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. but there wasn't any wind, and it was dry, so um, can't complain. And um, the forecast for the rest of the day was that it was going to warm up. And to be honest with you, I'd, I'd rather it be cold um, to start with than to be too too hot. So, um, yeah, it, it was fine, really. Yeah, perfect conditions. It can be tough standing around before you get started, but once you get going, you're, you're grateful that it's cool. Well, that's good. Emily, how'd the start go? How'd they, how'd they work? They had big corrals? Uh, did they, how'd it go? Yeah, so Chicago assigns you two things. They assign you an entrance gate to come into Grant Park, and then they assign you a start corral. Um, so it was a very uh, organized way to funnel, like, I don't know, 40,000 people, I think, Rob, into the big, park. Big um, numbers, yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. So I just went through, I think I was assigned gate five, and they gave you, like, a street intersection direction as to where to come in for that. 
um, very organized, whether like you had a bag to check or not. Um, and then I was a little confused how they had the corral set up. I was an L and it went like J, K, M, N. Unfortunately, they had tons of people <laughs> around right. to kind of direct you and, and send you where you had to go. Um, like Rob said, it was a little cold, but I was all like bundled up in some throwaway stuff. And I'd much rather have it be cool than have it be, you know, like 80 degrees and, and humid when we're trying to finish. So, Yeah, understood. Understood. I'm in central Florida. I just ran this morning. It's not that hot here. Humidity's back up. All, all Disney runners prepare. Even in January. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we want to talk about. We want to talk about Chicago. Race time. I know you're out there a couple hours. Uh, I'm going to start with Rob. Rob, you had a time goal. You had a terrific time, by the way. And we were talking about this before we recorded. I thought, and you can tell the folks what your time was if you want. You should be proud of it. I thought it was terrific. Um, however, it was a little bit off your goal, but it was only a couple minutes off your goal, right? Yeah, I, I I wanted to go under three ten, um, but I, I did three twenty three in the end. And um, I mean, I, I considering what I was feeling like at mile ten, um, yeah, I I can't believe I did a three twenty three to to be honest. So I I'm more than satisfied with that. I didn't want to not finish at at, at major especially. So um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just thankful to to get it done. <laughs> oh no, great job! I. I follow you post on our Facebook group a lot. So I follow and I, and I watch your progress and I know you've, you've done quite well and you've got some goals like that, but I, I do hope you're proud of that 323. That's pretty daggum impressive. Uh, what were your impressions of the course and anything in particular, in particular that you remember about it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> quite a lot of it was a blur because I, I was struggling. I, I mean, early on, my legs were a bit tired, but I've had that before, before races. And then, you know, been fine during the race See, at Dopey. I, I had tired legs at, at the start. Oh, of course. But yeah. Once I was five, five miles in, I, I, I sort of got going, but, um, with Chicago, it, it was a bit of a struggle and I, I kind of knew at eight, eight mile that I, I was in a bit of trouble. And then at mile 10, I was very worried that I wasn't going to finish, um, so um yeah i i kind of was spent the next three miles up to halfway thinking about what i should do whether i should keep going at like a sort of fast pace or um um whether to sort of slow down um but as a result of that i was very introspective and so a lot of the race was a blur i i remember quite a lot up uh, for the first five miles um up to lincoln park but um beyond that I, I was sort of thinking a lot i mean the crowds were amazing throughout the way so so that that helped a lot that helped pu push me through the pain um but yeah course wise i guess I, I kept using the willis tower as like a point of reference to where i was on the course and what direction i was heading in um so that kind of helped helped me gain as well but I remember um, afterwards, like looking on Strava and uh, another Run Disney um, um, competitor who, who I follow on, on Strava, um, she had posted that she'd gone to um, Chinatown uh, after the race. And she had a video of all, all the runners there. And I was like, there's no way I, I went to it. I, I, did, didn't I didn't do enough. Chinatown. Um, <laughs> there's like this big gate with uh, a sign welcoming the, welcoming the runners uh, through and all the runners going underneath. I, oh, I just, my. No recollection of that. Yeah. 
John, um, John, make make a note. We need to report Rob to uh, Marathon Investigations. Okay, cut. He's got Chinatown. <laughs> that, that, okay, we, that we got that. That was another worry. I, I did. You know, there were few few um, places amongst the course where I was thinking I could just cut through here and take you know five oh, miles yeah. out. Oh yeah, and, uh, I get that. Be <laughs> <your> Marathon Investigations, <laughs> but, you, but you don't do it. But you don't no. do it. No, no. What, what's the point, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, great. Emily, you had a good run also. And I got to tell you, I look for results. Did you know three Emily Lewis's finished the Chicago Marathon? Yeah. And all three of them, all three of them did yeah. very All three of them did very well, by the way. So I don't know whether you were, and, and all three of them were pretty close, I think. But uh, I don't know if you met any of the other Emily Lewis's, but nice run, Emily. You, did, you really did very well. Congratulations. What were your uh, recollections on the course? It was great. Um, I think what I kept hearing from people pre-Chicago is the crowds are great, the crowds are great. And I think it really lived up to the hype. Um, even the places I'd like, you know, someone had kind of forewarned me, oh, the, the crowds get a little thin when you're out by like the United Center and, and like through kind of 15 to 21. And I, you know, there's a couple spots like here and there where maybe it just wasn't safe for people to stand and cheer. But really, I felt like there was nowhere that there weren't people out. Um, I wore my name on my shirt, which I thought was was awesome because you just had people yelling your name the whole time. So maybe I was with That's the other cool. Emily's and I, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they're grateful to you, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned like being seeing those spots in the course where you're like, oh, I could just step over the side because for me, Rob, um, it was maybe mile like 22, 23 when you came up and you could see like the, the Goose Island car and you could see the people on the other side of the road and I could see their like mile 24 marker and I was like, oh, okay, like we, we just got to, we're like running on opposite sides of the road. And I was like, oh, I just got to get over there. And it was like this big, long turnaround. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can just step yeah, over the side. Like, yeah. What a cheese. So that, that part was tough. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. As far as I know, and I've not run Chicago, I've not run any world major, but I've followed it. As far as I know, the only real hill on Chicago is at the finish. So how'd the finish go, Emily? Um, I think I was just so excited that I... I, I think I ran my fastest mile of the race actually in the last mile because every oh, time the interval nice. went off, I just, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to run like this is going to be the last time. Like I'm going to end in a walk. And of course I didn't walk across the finish line. I did run, but um, I think awesome. that just really had me motivated even up the hill. Um, and it was, it's a very short hill, fortunately. So it was manageable. Yeah. That's what I, it's like a ramp, isn't it? Like a expressway ramp or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as I know, that's the only one. Rob, what did you remember about the finish? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sort of, I, I was so happy. Uh, I was like, I, <laughs> you know, I was in that final, that final yeah. straight. I could sort of, I knew I was going to get there. Uh, you know, I had 16 miles of, of worrying and uh, I knew I could sort of just go for it. And um, yeah, I, I mean, that, that kind of ramp is like the only part that I kind of recognize from the chicago marathon from seeing it on tv before like that that finish so um yeah i i, I enjoyed that bit um yeah it's a it's a bit it's a bit of an incline but um yeah i i had enough in the legs to sort of um get up it and and get get over the other side so um yeah it was a good finish I want to go back to the course energy and just everything you've been talking about because you know the Chicago Marathon, yes, while it's a world major, it's not the top world major that I want to do. You know, I mentioned a couple episodes ago about how, you know, my creme de la creme is Tokyo. But I think second, like, and I keep having this debate with myself is like Chicago or New York, because like each time I go to Chicago for business, I fall in love with the city more and more. But I also know that I can get to New York City quite easily. Oh, yeah. 
And right now I'm having this mental debate with myself of, do I throw my name in for the lottery for Chicago for next year? So Emily and Rob, based on your experiences, sell me on why I need to put my name into the lottery next week. It's fast. It's flat. And the lotto is free. I think New York, you have to give them like a small payment to join the lotto. I haven't done it yet, though. I'm, I'm thinking of doing it for next year. Um, but the Chicago lotto is free. So well, there you I go. Feel like that, that alone is why not just throw your name in? Yeah, I, I mean, for, for me, Chicago, as you said previously, it's, it really surprised me what a great city it is. It really, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be that, that nice. Um, the, the architecture, although very modern, is like um, it's so interesting. There's such a like variety, and um, yeah, obviously they borrow from styles from from the past. But um, it, there's a lot of sort of iconic uh, architectural styles that that I sort of wasn't aware aware of before um, before attending. But yeah, I mean the crowds are are, are the big selling point, I, I guess, and um, the course itself. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't do it justice, so I'm I'm definitely gonna um, go in for it again uh, through the ballot and, nice. and try and oh, get good. back in. Um, but the course is, uh, I mean, pre- pretty perfect, and and conditions on Sunday were were ideal. So I I think um, it, it sort of falls in a perfect time of year in that October period. Sometimes it can, I I guess it can be a bit hot as it has in the past, but um, you, you normally pretty lucky with with the weather i guess so um always a great opportunity for a, for a pr going back to the you know the, the crowd support uh, last night um la- i was watching our guest from last week peter brookhart he put his um you know chicago marathon video up and you know just like you said it didn't matter what part of the course you were at there was you know people you know three four five people deep along that course and i have to imagine that that energy helps you spur on. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we all love the Walt Disney world marathon, but I think we probably hit a lot more walls during that race because, Oh, here we go. It's just the runners in the sewage treatment plant or something like that, you know, where, you know, the the only time you're getting that crowd energy is, you know, main street and the TTC, you know, and then in, you know, parks like this. So the fact that you get that constantly throughout the the 26.2 has to be really special. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I wouldn't have finished on, on Sunday without that crowd. So, um, yeah, uh, I mean, that's a definite, definite uh, selling point for me. Awesome. Everyone we've spoken to who's done a world major says the same thing. The crowd support is amazing. And I have to consider that we talk to people who finish in six, seven hours. That means the crowd is out there all daggone day. That's really, really impressive. I, I was just going to say I've done London as well, and and London's the same. So it's yeah. just that you know we heard the same thing. That, that yeah. sort of yeah. energy, the major major spring is like it, it's incredible. Those crowds just sit out there, the the whole for yeah. everyone, for absolutely everyone. Yeah, I think that's terrific. I think what was so amazing too is there was like so many neighborhoods where people you could just tell it came outside their houses and they. Like, I think it was maybe mile 10 was the first time someone offered me beer or white claw. And I <laughs> definitely know, but I thought that was like so cool that people just come out and they're spending their own money to give away like little water yeah. bottles or drinks or like, and you know, they have their kids out with signs and 
it was just I, those were by far like my favorite parts when you were like literally just running through someone's neighborhood and like everyone was out with their neighbors just having a good time and wanting to support you and that just felt very cool very nice very nice uh post-race do anything special post-race emily um, well, Rob, don't judge me, but we don't have, <laughs> there's only like four locations in the U S where you can get Nando's. And I know I've heard <laughs> that it's not as good here as the UK, but I did go to Nando's cause they have it in Chicago. <laughs> All right. That's a good thing. How about you, Rob? Anything special? Well, I, I, I was tempted to go to Nando's be- before the race. Um, but I, I never got around, around to it, but, um, my, um, parents and my sister were out there, uh, supporting me as well, which, which was oh, nice. superb. So, um, yeah, we, uh, so I spent like the afternoon with them and um, we went for a, a really nice uh, meal at Acanto, which is um, one of the restaurants, an Italian restaurant, um, sort of in the loop and um, had a, a prime fillet of beef, which was um, just cooked per- perfectly and, uh, you know, ample reward for um, my, my uh, labor earlier in, in the day. That's a good place to get them. Uh, Chicago. You, you've mentioned several times, and I haven't been there for years and years, but it is one of the great cities here in the U.S. Uh, a lot of things to do, and they're pretty well known for the beef industry there too. Uh, what do we got coming up, guys? What's uh, what are your next big running events, and uh, when will we see you at Disney? Go ahead, Emily. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, when I saw the Marine Corps opened up its general registration, I thought Chicago training was was going so well. Um, so I. I jumped at the chance. That one's always been on my bucket list. So I'm headed to Marine Corps Marathon in two weeks. Um, and then it'll be be dopey in January. Congratulations on that. Here, stateside, I've got the six majors, of course, worldwide. But then just below them, I think the Marine Corps Marathon is like major 6A or 7 or something like that. That's a, that's a very well-respected. One of these days, I'm doing that one. Rob, what do you got coming up? Uh, so New York in, uh, yeah, fourth. Well, oh, under wow. four weeks. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Jump, jumping straight back into another major. Um, I was meant to do it in 2020 originally, but it's got deferred, deferred to, uh, through COVID. So, um, I'm glad to have another opportunity and, and try and sort of crack, crack maybe, uh, what went wrong on, on Sunday and, um, sort of uh, achieve that target time. Um, so that's good. And then um, beyond that, um, for, for in terms of Disney, uh, I'll aim for a Dopey 2024. So. Oh, I've already got you written down. For <laughs> <you're in. laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and good luck, Rob. I, I, again, we've talked about it before. I know you've got some very ambitious time goals, and I wish you the best on that. Uh, guys, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. It's been great seeing both of you. I'm glad you had a good time in Chicago and we look forward to seeing you down the road. Thanks, Bob. It's been a pleasure being on here. It's a yeah, real honor. Thanks again. Thanks for having me, Bob. This was great. Okay. Continuing on Sunday in Cumberland, Ontario, Canada, the fall colors marathon, a first time marathoner. We need a first time marathoner applause or something. Uh, Tara finished. The first marathon, it was a small run done in two loops. She said she finished last, but you know what? She also showed her time. Her time was quite good, I think, really excellent. Uh, More than an hour and 15 minutes under the balloon lady time. So especially for a first marathon, way to go. Way to go, Tara. We're proud of you. 
the Pittsburgh Penguins 6.6K run. Why 6.6K, John? Mario Lemieux. There you go. There you go. I, I, I picked on you, John, because I figured you had – Greg may know, too. He is the but, greatest. But uh, Super Mario, he was there. John, just so you know, my extent of hockey knowledge – uh, is only applied to all of the Mighty Ducks <laughs> movies. So if you if there are any references in relation to that hockey knowledge, I'm your guy. Anything else? Oh, and okay. Gritty. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about I'm done. Gritty. <laughs> Number 66, Mario Lemieux, one of hockey's all-time greats. And that's why the 6.6K Pittsburgh Penguins run. Andrew and Rachel finished that one. Uh, Rachel said she'd look for Andrew, didn't find him. Rachel ran with her dad, got a high five from Mario at the finish. I said, Rachel, does it get any better than that? And she says, no, that was pretty cool. Uh, The St. Francis 18-mile run on Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Cindy ran that one. Didn't hear from Cindy. Uh, If ever there was an event made for a person, the Pink on Parade 5K in Celebration, Florida, was made for our buddy Margaret. It was perfect. Margaret, if you know how the balloon lady said a couple of weeks ago, the only way to become a balloon lady is if one of us dies or wins the lottery. Well, if if one of our council of costumes ladies decides they need to give it up because they won the lottery and they don't want to do this anymore, we got to bring Margaret on board. Margaret never disappoints with her costumes. She looked great. The uh, Army 10 miler in Washington D.C. Susan ran that one uh this is this is one of the big events this the services have uh, major events i think the crown jewel of the service events is the marine corps marathon but the air force marathon in uh dayton ohio and the army 10 miler in washington dc are also biggies susan ran with her brother our buddy i picked up that our buddy from the will run for podcast tom also ran that one good job guys the staten island half marathon Allison did it. She said it was a good race, but she will never again complain about the long boarding stretches at Walt Disney World. Apparently, there were some long stretches of nothing going on in this half marathon. She did say it had nice uh, views of the skyline, but little crowd support, one DJ on the course, uh, pretty views of the skyline and the bridge, but that was pretty much it. Uh, Mark, Mark, rounding out Sunday, Mark did the Drake University Parents Weekend 5K. Looks like he had a good time with his family there. And that wraps up this week's race report. Just going back to the Army 10-miler for a second, as you mentioned before, uh, Bob, our buddy Tom from the Will Run For podcast ran that one. Uh, but speaking of Will Run For, want to give a big shout-out and congratulations to Michael and Aaron uh, from the podcast as well. Uh, they just got married um, just the other weekend, and their latest episode that dropped uh, this past week it talked about um, the circumstances of a race that they were supposed to run and how their wedding was supposed to tie into that. Uh, it's a really, really cute story. Uh, so from all of us here at Rise Your Run, congratulations. Uh, and definitely go check out that episode. Uh, it, it, it was quite a fun listen. I listened to it this morning, Greg, now that you mention it. I, I listened to that one. The other interesting part is who the official was for the wedding. Tom, who we just talked about running the 10-miler, got himself uh, accredited, certified, ordained, whatever it is in New Jersey 
so he could perform the wedding. Yeah, take a listen to that one. We'll we'll get the Will Run For guys. They were on a previous episode, but we'll get them back for one of our podcasts we listen to episodes also. All right. We are bringing episode 53 to a close. One more time, I want to thank Pamela and Kristen, our Council of Costumes, for providing all that great information and just being a fun part of the podcast tonight. Okay, my friends, and if you run, you know you are our friends. We look forward to seeing you in just a couple weeks, but until we meet again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.